Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. You are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold. All right, passive-aggressive behavior. Now, that's a pattern where you're, like, indirectly expressing negative feelings instead of just kind of openly and directly addressing them. So there's usually a a disconnect between the person uh, who exhibits this kind of passive-aggressive behavior and what he or she does. So... Give me an example, Bill. Oh, okay, I can do that. What are some passive aggressive behaviors? How about uh, backhanded compliments uh, or procrastination or sulking or maybe even refusal to communicate? And that's what we're going to talk about today with counselor and author Todd Mulliken, who's in my studio, who brought Rosie and I a delicious beverage. Todd, welcome. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Well, you're always welcome, especially when you bring us beverages. I just, yeah. Thank you for doing that. I promise never to forget. So, yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about passive aggressive behavior. If you've got a question or comments, the text line is open for Todd. The number is 877-933-2484. 877-933-2484. So what are some of the red flags of passive aggressive behavior, Todd? Mm. Well, you said a few of them there. That's true. You did. I did. Yeah, or feigning compliance is one I talk about. Feigning compliance. (laughs) Right. So it's What does that sound like? Well, they're kind of going along, but really not. (laughs) And yeah. yeah. I think I don't know how you feel about it, but I think it's good just to remember that we're always comfortable knowing what aggressive behavior looks like. It's it's controlling, it's interrogative, it's uh, honest. But inappropriately honest, mm-hmm. if you will, it doesn't create safe spaces. It doesn't create interactions. But we forget that there is also another form of aggressive behavior, and that's a passive form. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So I think it's good to just frame it where if I'm, you know, because I think in this culture, especially passive aggressive is probably even more common than aggressive behavior sometimes. I would, I would definitely think so. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just really helpful as believers to realize, hey, what does that look like? And how am I, oh, I think of like Ephesians four twenty five, right? Therefore, put off all falsehood to your neighbors and mm-hmm. speak truthfully. Yeah. Uh, then it says right after that, in your anger, do not sin. So, so a lot of times if I'm being passive aggressive, I'm probably... I'm not wanting to be directly honest, and then I'm holding that against that person. Is it because you're afraid of not being liked? Sometimes, right? Well, I mean, what's at the core of being yeah. passive-aggressive? Well, I think for some people, they, you know, never had good, healthy communication. They didn't see it. They don't know it. They don't understand it. For other people, you're right. They just want to be liked. For other people, they just want to avoid conflict because conflicts usually don't go well. And then I think for most people, it's, it's that message, well, it doesn't matter what I say anyway, so I'm just not going to say it. Mm-hmm. It won't matter because this person is too aggressive, so I'm not going to say it because it won't make a difference. They won't hear me. And now they're 
unfortunately, like we all can do, they're starting to blame the other person for all of their issues versus just being responsible and accountable to be honest about where I'm at in Christ. And I'm just going to be honest about it. And I have no idea how it's going to go and I can't be controlled or defined by how it goes. Yeah. I tried bugging your office, but security wouldn't let me in because I thought maybe if I could just overhear what's going on in your office, I could ask really insightful questions. But when you're talking about passive-aggressive tactics, Todd Mulligan, are, mm. does it, is there a fear of intimacy? Are you making excuses? Are you blaming other people? Uh, are you playing the victim? What's going on? All of those okay. are great examples of passive-aggressive tactics, every single one of those. And so, hiding anger, I would imagine. Another one. Yeah. You're nailing them. Well, That's I'm just trying to come no. up with an, a list of what I consider to be passive-aggressive. And yeah. you're hiding anger. Uh, that's really passive-aggressive. It is, because I'm holding against. It's a form of aggression, but it's going inward. Yeah. And yeah. How do you express small anger so it doesn't go into big anger? Yeah. I mean, isn't that, isn't that helpful to let off a little bit of steam? Or is. is that ungodly as, as well? No, I mean, and I think sometimes it's helpful to frame what we're for. So there's basically four patterns of communication. There's passive communication, which is very almost self-blaming, and what's an example of that well oh i'm sorry i'm sorry you know that was all on me when you know it really wasn't it was kind of a combo platter but i just take it all on you just want to end the conversation well yeah and and but i'm not going to hold against because i really think like i'm just a horrible person and then passive people when they're really vulnerable bill will become dependent on others completely does that make sense so they it's not like they become passive aggressive necessarily they just stay passive and eventually can develop, if you will, almost what we call a dependent personality disorder where they're so falsely defined by other people and how other people see them that, to your point earlier, they just want to be liked. Mm -hmm. But they never, like, hold against. They don't. They just, because they're always self-blaming to a place of, like, I mean, it's just unhealthy. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not. So that's one end. Yeah. And then we have passive-aggressive, which is you're talking about beautifully here. Everything you said is a tactic. All the things you mentioned are behaviors. and But what's going on there is we're, we're being emotionally dishonest. And oftentimes it's because we never had, you know, attachment that was healthy. So we don't know what that looks like. But more often than not, we're deferring to somebody that we're with that's more aggressive than we are is what I see mm-hmm. typically happen. So if I know, if I'm a passive-aggressive person and I kind of know, hey, this is probably going to go okay, then that usually will be easier for me to go to my th- the third form of communication, which is the healthiest, and that's assertive. So assertive communication is what we're all for as Christ followers. That's honest, empathetic, direct, not exploitive. Yeah. But... Engine's running low. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're not, you know, top of anger mountain. We're right. Not, in your anger, do not sin. We're not giving full vent to our anger. Proverbs twenty nine eleven. No, we're not doing that. But we're all we're being emotionally honest. And then what we're doing though is we have empathy with it. So we're creating invitations, not interrogations. Mm-hmm. We're not last word Lorraine's, last word Larry's. We're mm-hmm. invi- we're inviting. Yeah. And then the fourth kind is aggressive, where uh, they're inappropriately honest. They're honest, but they're inappropriately honest, and they're. Um, you know, they're hurtful, they're interrogative, they're last word people. They just mm-hmm. got to be right, and they don't create any kind of safe spaces. Mm-hmm. And so, so, anyway, those no, are the four types no, I, of communication. I like that. We'll, we'll revisit that in, in the hour. But if I'm drawn into being passive-aggressive, am I fearing losing control, or am I insecure, 
or am I trying to cope with rejection or I just hate conflict? What is... Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. One of the issues with psychology, Bill, and counseling in general is, is this very nebulous phrase that I use a lot, it depends, right? Sure. And so every, everything you mentioned there are all potential root causes. So what I'm trying to do, what we all are hopefully trying to do is with the Holy Spirit, slow it all down when you find yourself wanting to defer when you're wanting to kind of, I mean, I think, you know, fun sarcasm with a close friend and just well-meaning having fun with each other, in my opinion, is okay. You know, no, those are different rules. I think that's okay too. Right. Yeah. But where sarcasm is meant to be bitey or to hold against, um, you know, I, I withdraw from my resentment bank. I'm going to bring my resentments out. I'm just going to go sideways on the deal. Like you used, you used earlier the phrase um, backhanded compliment. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Yep. One of my smart listeners said, is not hiding anger part of putting off the old self or the old man? And I would agree. Yes, it is. When I was said hiding anger, I sometimes think that I'm trying to think in my head, how mad am I about this? Mm. You know, I try to put it on a scale. Is this a one or a two or is this a seven? Yeah. You know, and, and why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Why, why, why am I so angry all of a sudden? You know, so yet I might be... I might be taking the anger and trying to figure out what to do with it so it, I can channel it or express it in a godly way. Does that make... It makes well, okay. great sense. Remember that, you know, Ephesians 4.25 doesn't say don't get angry. It doesn't say that. It says in your anger do not sin. Right. So anger made the cut. It is one of the emotions, but it is very, very delicate and needs to be expressed in a way where, oh, actually the reason why I'm angry is I'm really hurt how do I get to that root cause with the Holy Spirit? And we want to bring the Holy Spirit in on all of that and say, what's this anger about? Where's it coming from? So that's going to be important because when we hide anger, you know, I understand the listener's perspective where we are wanting to kind of hold off, you know, the old self. Um, but the new self can include like, hey, I'm just really frustrated or angry by what happened. How about you? What do you think happened there? How do you see it? You know, so we're inviting in that yeah. ang- anger is one of the feelings. It's conflict resolution then, wouldn't it? Totally. And that's what relationships need to have is healthy conflict resolution. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, that's huge. So, I, But I do think passive aggressive behavior is really important though, because I think it's really in the water and just like flies out a lot and it's... <laughs> You know, it's like, whoa. And really, when I know when I do it, it's like, oh, that didn't help at all. <laughs> I still got a, you know, I still got that millstone around my neck of like resentment and like I was, you know, just throwing it out there sideways. Well, that was really like, yuck. Yeah. Non Christ-like, you know, mm-hmm. like, come on. Is that all you got, Mulligan? I mean, yeah. you know, right. we're, we're called, you know, to, you know, a higher value than that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's easy to do. So I think it's good we're talking about it. Yeah. So Todd Mulligan is my guest. So, Todd, passive aggressive behavior is that often just a way to retaliate? For sure. Okay. Right? It's you know the resentment's in there. Yep. So now, now is my time to use it. I'm not going to use it directly because that would be sinful in my mind. Okay, I'm not going to be direct about it. <laughs> so I'm going to be indirect about it, but still, my intentionality behind it is still from a place of resentment. Yeah. And the resentment's on me. I didn't yeah. address it six months ago on a Tuesday when it was brought up right. by my friend. And for the last six months, I've been slowly, you know, gaining interest in my resentment account. Now, oh, now they're doing that again. I'm going to bring that back right now. Right. It's one of the easiest resentment. It's one of the easiest behaviors to smell, isn't it? I, I mean, think, the minute, I think the so. minute it's been applied to you, you know it, don't you? Right. And it stings and you <laughs> don't like it. You don't. Yeah. And when I'm distributing it, 
uh, you kind of feel like, oh, I'm putting something over on them just to release my stuff. And no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. And it's not a good look. No, it's not. No. So, yeah. I, and so I think it's really good that now when you're talking about it, we're slowing it down here with God's help to say, what what does that look like for me and my story? What are the roots of that? How am I doing that? And how do I get to really manage that with Jesus' help? So, yeah. Todd Mullican is my guest. You can learn more about Todd at toddmullican.com. He's here in the greater Twin Cities. He's here in my studio right now. Always good to see Todd. Todd's got one of the greatest laughs of all time. Well, he's not doing it now. There we go. I knew I could get it out of him. Again, the text line's open, 877-933-2484. Talking about passive-aggressive behavior. If you're in a relationship where it happens all the time, or you've got a question about it, let us know. We'll be right back. listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Faith, hope, and clarity in a special repeat performance. If you just joined me, my guest is Todd Mullican, and we are talking about passive-aggressive behavior. And Todd, when people get passive-aggressive, I know people never be, they never like being told, what to do or what to think, right? So they might have opposition to somebody's demands on them. And instead of being assertive, they'll just get passive-aggressive and say something clearly passive-aggressive because a lot of people struggle with people in positions of authority Mm -hmm. and resistance to cooperation. Like, here's what we're going to do for Thanksgiving this year. Mm -hmm. And you go, oh, so instead of addressing it, and creating a conflict, you say something passive-aggressive. You do. Well, that sounds like fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think, I know if I'm doing that, I'm, I think I'm subtly showing my displeasure in that other person. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not for the way they've gone about it the past 230 years, so I'm going to, I'm not going to address it realistically because that would be, well, Todd, that's making a mountain out of a molehill. You know, so now every two seconds you're going to like, you know, always be honest about what's wrong all the time. No, it just means like if somebody's, you know, just be, context- I always say just be contextually honest. Somebody brings up a Thanksgiving conversation and you're for that. Cool. If you're not, that's okay. You're not picking a fight. You're just saying, no, I, this, here's my preference for Thanksgiving. Sounds like you have a different preference. You know, what's the 50 yard line there? What do you think? Or here's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You know, just stay in it. But I think what passive people do, remember, they're they're the passive aggressive. So they're not aggressive, they're passive. So in their passivity, they're already giving power to what the other person is going to do or not do. Because especially with people closest to us, we already kind of know, yeah, they're that person over there. I've been praying for them for a bunch of years. You know, they're not well. So I already know what they're going to do. So it's not worth my time. Doesn't matter what I say. So remember, your your goal isn't to like change the other person's opinion necessarily. Your goal is just to be honest about where you're at and let the Holy Spirit do His work. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, so I think we kind of take a lot on in those moments because we're feeling stress. So passive aggressive behavior gets louder under stress. 
Right? If we're not stressed, then usually we're less apt to want to be sarcastic, want to win the fight, want to go sideways, want a silent treatment to person for a month, want to just, you know, when we're, when we're not stressed, we don't do that as much. So under stress, we do it more, and that's what we want to, in my opinion, kind of include in our prayer practices, like, you know, Lord, just kind of show me that when that's happening. Join me in that when I'm doing that so I can see that and mm. slow down with you in that and go, like you said earlier, what am I actually feeling there, God? Yeah, which brings me to my next question, Todd Mulliken. Uh what about self-awareness and how does that factor in? You know, for a lot of people, their behavior feels normal to them. And we would look and go, whoa, whoa, whoa you're so passive aggressive. But for them, they're going, that's just normal to me. It's a common language. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, you know, you and I have talked about how important it is to have a person of accountability in our life and, you know, and how just what a good thing that is, right? Mm-hmm. And And I... You know, so I think if we see it, so maybe that's something to talk about too. What do we notice? What do we do when we see it in somebody else? So how do we point that out in a a really, you know, assertive way that's healthy and kind, Mm -hmm. but saying, I, I, this, that's how that landed to me. It landed this way when you said that, was that your intent? You always heard me say, have a clarifying conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. And then leave space for the other person to re- do exactly what you said, where they didn't know they're doing it. Because usually they're not waking up, hey, here's the 10 ways I'll be passive aggressive to- today. I can't wait. You know, people aren't that <laughs> exploitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sociopaths are. Yeah. But ni- you know, 99% of the population don't wake up saying, hey, I know I'm this way and I can't wait. You know, I- does that make sense? But yep. under-, under stress, when they get hurt, okay, let's go, game on. And I'm going to watch it and I'm going to watch myself. I'm going to be- protect myself and. So that's when it gets loud and tricky. So I do think, you know, contextually, it's okay to point that out to our friend. Mm-hmm. God, it sounds passive aggressive. That's how it landed for me. What was your intent there? Yeah, does that make sense? And yeah, that can be really, it can be really like sometimes amazingly like, oh, well, we are for each other. We just, I just noticed that in you. Mm-hmm. So here's a loaded question, Todd: Can a passive is a passive aggressive person capable? of emotionally attaching with his or her partner? Well, we would this say... This is a graduate level question. <laughs> we would say, like, nobody's got the corner market on that perfectly, right? But we would say it would be, it'd be more difficult because uh, the secure attachment style would come in and be honest and integrous, comfortable with disagreement, but still soothe and still know they're for each other. So the insecure attachment style, which is more prevalent a lot of times mm-hmm. in a passive-aggressive form, would, would like you said earlier, one of yours was, um, you know, the idea of just kind of being a fearing intimacy, right? Fearing, because intimacy is just a deep care for each other, and sometimes we're deeply caring for each other in a conflict, you know, in something we disagree about. Yeah, but you don't want to be rejected. You don't. No. So why would I want to be rejected? So I'm just going to just kind of stay in the sidelines here and not attach. And that's where that whole thing is, you know, I, I, you know, the proactive, when you and I in our regular rhythms of prayer, when we add that in there and bring it to the feet of God, it, it helps because then we see it in real time when we're with that friend. Mm -hmm. And then we, 
we're able to do it. So the long answer to that question is like it's it's harder for people with passive aggressive behavior to have you know that type of secure attachment. But I would offer it's hard for most people, except for those that really are you know pretty self aware in Jesus and are like you know they're they own their own stuff, they recognize their flaws. They assert, you know, their truths, but they create invitations, not interrogations. They're not know-it-alls. They're not, you know, passive and like, I don't know anything. Only God knows everything. I don't know anything. You know, they're, they're saying, you know, this is what I feel from this Holy Spirit. How about you? And we're in this together. But it is it is more elusive. I mean, secure attachments are more elusive, but it's amazing when it happens. I'm writing things down here, Todd, because you said something interesting. Um, would this be a conversation you'd have where you say, do you feel like you own your own stuff and are you aware of your flaws? That's just a question that would probably bring about some anger and defensiveness, right? Yeah. And now, or not. You know, I would offer like, are you the kind of person that asks your spouse that every five minutes, right? <laughs> then stop. Stop doing that, right? I mean, if you're the one that's always saying, hey, do you know your stuff? Do you know your stuff? Do you know your stuff? Yeah, you know? that would get annoying. Right. Yeah. You know, well, go look in your own mirror and stop asking the question. Right? right. But if you are somebody that's been holding that back, holding that back, you know, bring it out. Well, Todd, that was bad advice. Now now we're in trouble. Now we don't know what to do. Okay, well, yeah, but honesty today prevents problems tomorrow. Honesty today helps change generational patterns tomorrow. It's it's in the squishy stuff. It's hard, but that's where the transformative work can a lot of times happen. So, again, we're not looking for a fight. We're just being honest. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we're for assertive communication, and that's what we're for in a way that's empathetic and interactive, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, if that's what we're majoring in as believers, in my opinion, we would, yeah. I mean, I think that's so gospel-based when, mm-hmm. we, when we're that way. Here's a question that came in on the text line. Does passive aggressiveness cause a volcano of anger under high stress? Can it cause an explosive angry response? Oh, for sure. It's been okay. building up. It's so well said. Yeah, yeah, it's like that full vent to anger, Proverbs twenty nine eleven, where... You know, I have this visual I use in my seminars called Anger Mountain, where, whoo, you know, here it is. Well, passive... Todd's doing a visual of a mountain right now in the studio. <laughs> it's really it's helpful, not, right? Not super oh, helpful not for TV. listeners. Yeah, that's really good, Todd. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for... And to think you did hair and makeup. Yeah. This is just radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I thought the hair and makeup would be helpful. Yeah. yeah. No, I, it, generally it's helpful, yeah. but we're not on TV, Todd. Well, I should thank have you. let you know. Kyle, thanks for clarifying. Yeah. So the Anger Mountain scenario... <laughs> I will say it again. Like, ah! <laughs> The Anger Mountain scenario is like passive people take about 20 years to get to the top of it. Whoa. I'm just kidding. But when they're there, look out. Yeah, it's going to blow, isn't it? They're going to blow and they want to stay there for a while. Yeah. You know, know, it's my turn. I'm going to win every fight, you know. So whereas aggressive people get to the top real quick, run everybody over the truck emotionally, and then they get back down. They feel better and they just cause destruction. Yeah, there's a lot of damage. All right, right. we'll take a break. When we come back more with Todd Mulliken. you can go to his website, toddmulliken.com. He's an author and a counselor and a professor, so you can learn more about him there. And also, uh, if you are new to Faith Radio, thank you. You might want to go to our app uh, and get the app for your phone or your, your iPad or whatever, and you can... Uh, Get it in, right in your Apple Store or, or Google Play, and you'll love having it. We'll be right back.
are listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold, Faith, Hope, and Clarity, in a special repeat performance. Time. Let's get it started. Jump in your car. Yeah. What's for dinner? Hey. It's the afternoon show with Bill Arnold. I'm back with Todd Mulliken. He is an author, professor, and counselor. Toddmulliken.com is where you can learn more about Todd. So an interesting question, Todd just came in. I'm more of a direct, assertive communicator, which triggers my spouse to be passive-aggressive or aggressive by calling me out as too emotional or overreacting. What am I doing wrong when telling him directly how I am feeling or thinking? Well, maybe nothing, because we don't know enough of the story. But for sure, as your listeners pointing out beautifully, she sounds like she's aware of her emotions. So... The key would be is is she creating an invitation as she's talking to him, right? She's clearly saying something about him, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And then I would ask her to, I always say that to the direct people at the end of your sentence saying, but how do you see it or what are your thoughts, right? So in, you know, so I hope she's celebrating the direct style and if she can tweak anything, it would be, is she adding at the end of it kind of an invitation to him? And if that, you know, if that doesn't smooth it out, you know, then, you know, it's a him issue. He's mm-hmm. got to work on his side of the street. Mm-hmm. And then he has to trust that this is what's really helpful. So if I have a direct spouse, am I trusting their intention and am I trusting their style of communication? It's, and I spoke about this in class today. We're, we're talking about emotions and I did some gen psych classes today. And when somebody's more of a passive person naturally and they're with somebody that's more of an assertive person, the passive person can view the assertive person as way too aggressive. Whereas true, they know it's different on that. But so if I'm him, I want to say, hey, I, I trust her intention. She's direct. She's for me. She's just bringing something up that she's struggling with. I trust her in that. How do I stay with her in that? And then how do I just try to communicate back to her? Because I always tell the passive aggressive people, Bill, like when you are married to somebody that's assertive, they would rather have you bring the exact truth with no, like, white lies at all, but just direct truth. They'd rather hear that than some kind of sideways thing. They would. Usually direct people would rather receive direct communication. Mm-hmm. A wise, godly friend of mine just texted me. I'd, I would listen to the interview about being passive-aggressive, but I'm afraid I may be one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love it. I love it. All right, here's another question, Todd Mulligan. Could being, could being passive-aggressive be about unclear boundaries? Yeah, it's really good. Mm. Yeah, boundaries are meant to remember to bring us at our best in Christ towards others. It's clarity. It slows it down for us. We see the boundary. We're not taking on other people's stuff. It go, the boundary hits, the communication hits the boundary, goes right up to the Holy Spirit with us, slows it down, and it gives us a best chance to be clear back. It really does. Mm-hmm. Is passive aggressive a form of emotional abuse? It can be. If again, what's the intentionality behind okay. it, right? So, and I think this is what's really important because what what I've seen is I've seen both. I've seen passive people call aggressive people abusive. I've seen assertive people call passive people abusive. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So. The assertive person views the passive person as abusive because they're withholding information and they're covert and they're abusing me. Now, if they're waking up hoping to be abusive, then they are, and they would like to exploit you today by shutting down. Yeah, and then there's, you know, there's a form of intentionality in that manipulation, right? 
I'm just saying that most people, when both people are under stress, uh, in that moment, neither party has the capacity to give the other person what they need. Both are lacking the capacity right there. And when we understand it as a couple, that helps us come back and say, that was a hard, that was a hard thing for me to go through. Here's what I was battling. How about you? And now it's creating more safety in, in the discussion. So if you know you're, you have a different communication style in your spouse, the you know, first step, in my opinion, is to trust their intention. Okay, The first step isn't to mistrust their intention, unless there's stuff to be mistrusting about, right? Mm-hmm. If we've been through, you know, betrayal and those kinds of things, right? If we're both in it together trying to figure it out, no, especially when you have a different style of communication, it gets louder then. I've seen, like I mentioned, a, a assertive person can view the quiet person as holding against versus they go in and they don't know what to do. The a quiet person views the assertive person or sometimes a little assertive into aggressive person as like, wow, I can't believe it. They can't control anything. You know what I mean? Versus oh, it's just different styles. Mm-hmm. So we're both, both people should be for assertive communication, which is honest and the passive person might be honest in a way it's a little quieter. It takes a little bit to get there because they don't know their thoughts and feelings as much. They've gone in for 100 years. They just stay in versus come out. Hey, hon, here's where I'm at. I'm not sure what to say, but I'm just being honest. I'm just trying to figure it out. And that needs to be enough. And then the person that's kind of running hot needs to slow down and not sit in their anger by what they say, but say, you know, here's what I'm experiencing. This is what I'm frustrated with. How about you? And that's that's when it gets as good as it can in difficult communications, mm-hmm. in conflictual situations. Yeah. So there's, there's mutual respect. And you've talked about that in one of the, you know, the rules of engagement you've talked about. Mm-hmm. If a person is going to be passive aggressive, Todd, is there a desire that, that they're going to try to put someone down as well? Like, all right, you're showing me your new car and I'm going, oh, I wish I could afford a new car. Uh, but I'm too busy paying my medical bills from when I had my ankle fixed. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because <laughs> well, the way your head's bobbing. <laughs> All right, people can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah. No, you're right. No, I mean, yeah. is, is that part of the, the, yeah. the deal of passive aggressive? So it's, I'm holding against, holding against, holding against. You know, look at my life situations, what I'm going through, and I can't believe you. You know, you kind of, sh- you know, are you? Yeah, right. You're you're feeling that way right there. So assertive communication would try to bring that up and just say, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I find myself getting frustrated and you got a new car that's awesome. I'm finding myself frustrated with my life situation, bills and pain, you know, using your example there. Just trying to be assertive back, right? Mm-hmm. Don't hold against, don't give power to what the other person is doing or not doing. And that happens to a lot of people that are passive aggressive or passive. They give power over there. They play a victim role. And sometimes there's true victims out there, but I'm talking about, you know, communication styles, passive aggressive, where they are like, and that's one of the forms of passive aggressive behavior is kind of playing that victim role and giving power to the other person. Uh, whereas a lot of times the other person doesn't want the power. They're just, in this case, talking about a new car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so how am I aware that I'm holding against that something that that person? And that's the beauty of kind of slowing down and looking at, God, I'm angry, I guess, at that. Or, but that would be stupid to be angry. So I'll just kind of do a whoop, little backhand, comp, backhand kind of sideways sarcastic thing. Mm-hmm. And where the truth there, it would be much more like 
gospel-based to just call out what I'm going through right there. Again, we don't have to do that every five minutes, but in that situation, that would be, it's always better to choose assertive than Mm passive-aggressive. So what about if a person gives the silent treatment? Is that considered passive-aggressive? Hey, what do you think of my new car? Eh? Hmm? Yeah, to say anything. Right. That's, Whatever. That's really passive aggressive. That's really that's <laughs> yeah. loud, loud form of. Well, why don't I just share what I'm feeling about it? Be honest about it. Why well, don't I tell them what I'm feeling? Because that wouldn't be very Christ-like to tell them what I'm feeling. Well, I'd, I'd go. I mean, you know, geez, you don't have to go very far in the Gospels to see hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Right? Would, would a narcissist use the silent treatment mm-hmm. to manipulate? Sure. You know, we have people that are you know narcissists that you know are demanding, but they're demanding internally. They're needing to be right, but they do it internally. They're, you know, they're not, all narcissists are not always expressive all the time, even though most of the nine symptoms kind of talk like that, there can be a manipulative form of punishment in silent treatment. So I think it's really important to remember like passive aggressive behavior is just as unhealthy as aggressive behavior is, right? Because they're both forms of aggression. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, at the ends of the, the, the aisle are passive communication, like I mentioned earlier, and aggressive communication. Over four is assertive, but passive-aggressive is a form of aggressive behavior. It's just kind of passive and sideways, and but it hurts, it stings, and that's the intention behind it usually. Mm-hmm. But like you said earlier, uh, you know, the passive-aggressive person usually isn't saying, I can't wait to be passive-aggressive today. It's just what they go to when they're frustrated or yeah. hurt or angry. It's their default device. Sure. Yeah. And we all got them. Yeah. What about, what about the person who might just have kind of a, a gloomy, sullen personality or behavior and, and they're always taking kind of the negative jab at stuff and it just feels passive aggressive, doesn't it? It does. It's like you just can't express any kind of joy or or participate in a in a, a, a joke or anything. It's like, ah, that's feels passive aggressive. Yeah, and I, ideally they would say, yeah, I'm just, God, I just lack joy today. I don't know what's going on with me or God, I'm in a depressive episode. I'm just struggling. You know, again, be honest versus kind of that style, right? And I think, you know, that's the good news about as Christians coming forward with more assertive communication and really being for that because, you know, I've been counting for 35 years and I've never been in a time frame in my life where I've been this busy and also just really difficult communication styles about a variety of topics. <laughs> and let's be the people that are communicating assertively because uh, we get to. Because mm-hmm. silence can be abusive, can it? It is. I mean, yeah. people feel tortured if they're not being communicated with. Especially when you're a communicator. If you love to communicate and, you you know, that silence is just awful. It's hurtful. Mm-hmm. It says hurtful. That's why I've mentioned earlier, you know, that, that verse 26, you know, in your anger do not sin. I tend to say that the direct person in, uh, sins in their anger by what they say. The indirect person sins in their anger by what they don't say, you know, what they keep inside. Mm-hmm. And both are forms, in my opinion, of iniquity. And that's why it says in the next verse is don't let the devil get a foothold. So whether you're keeping it in or, you know, whether you're burning a hole in your stomach or just kind of whoom, shooting out your thoughts, uh, we don't want the devil to get a foothold. So we just want to move from aggressive or passive aggressive to assertive and just call it out what we're feeling. Yeah. Todd, do opposites attract? Is that I know that sounds like something I've heard my whole life. Is that true? You know, <laughs> the textbooks that, that I teach from and the research that you're seeing over and over and over again is that it actually isn't true. I mean, okay. it's not like bizarrely untrue. I right. mean, the truth is that 
you you know, if you have two passive people together and you say, honey, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do today? Well, you know, really, whatever you want is fine. I, I really don't care. Well, yeah, but I don't really. I mean, oh, my gosh. So eventually one of them is going to get a little bit more whoop, direct. You're right. So maybe they eventually become opposites. But the opposites can attract, Bill, because some people like if they're more quiet and the other person's more expressive, like, hey, you carry it for a while. I don't talk as much. And Right. Does that make sense? So there is some attraction there, but it isn't. Like, like, wow, I'm really attracted to that difference. Does that make sense? Well, don't talkers look for listeners? Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I think sometimes they do, but yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think sometimes they do. I think sometimes, uh, I don't know. I I think it's my phrase, it depends, you know, so. Right. But overall, the research says, like, in general, opposites don't actually attract, but a lot of relationships are opposites. And that's why what we're for is complementary. How am I using my style of communication, my my personality to edify this body, as First Corinthians 12 says? How are we edifying our strengths and weaknesses to, you know, bring our relationship together mm-hmm. and use those, use our opposite ends to use the gifts that God has given us to bring together. Mm-hmm. So Todd, how do uh, two partners, how are they going to resolve any issue uh i would imagine they need to take responsibility and be empathetic with each other and really uh, and trust the other person and know the other person is for you okay that's easier to do if you just had a quiet time earlier where you remember that for 15 seconds like whoop i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna include that in my spiritual practice for a week trust me when we're proactively like knowing that and then in, then in game time like oh yeah thank you lord i remember that and oh yeah. oh yeah the holy spirit bring that to me what if they feel like they haven't had their support for the last six months, a year, five years, 10 years. Harder to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we start there by saying, I want to go here, sweetie, but I, I, I'm, I can't. I'm stuck. You know, it's been really a hard run. And can we get some help? I'm stuck. You know, that's that's different than holding against. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Todd Mullican is my guest. You can learn about Todd at Todd Mullican, M-U-L-L-I-K-E-N.com. We'll take a break. When we come back, more discussion of passive-aggressive behavior. If you're in a relationship where you are the recipient of that kind of behavior, be curious as to what's being said to you, or maybe you've got an example of what you heard that didn't feel good. You can text it over. You can, of course, remain anonymous, 877-933-2484. listening to an encore presentation of Afternoons with Bill Arnold, Faith, Hope, and Clarity in a special repeat performance. Welcome to the show. If you just tuned in, I hope you had a good day. And talking to Todd Mulliken, our topic today has been passive-aggressive behavior. And uh, Rosie made a comment that virtually everybody has said something passive-aggressive in their life at some point. That is absolutely true, isn't it? It is. I mean, I confessed a, a, a sin during the break. I can't say what I said, but it was just, <laughs> I'm still embarrassed to this day. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I when when I talk about it, I realize how much I do it. You really? You do yeah, it? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think some of it's in fun, but some of it's more conflict avoidant versus just just get in there and address the mess. Come on. 
Mm-hmm. God's got you. It's okay. Yeah. When you don't have a lot of time, though, you might be more inclined mm. to make that comment mm. uh, to get yourself out of the discussion <laughs> because isn't having a, a, an environment to discuss an important element to things going well? Yeah, so well said, You, you need some space and time, don't you? You do. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody gets a star when we're under that stress and that right in that moment and... Uh, right, everybody's under stress. That's just really hard. It's just good to know, like, hey, do I tend to go passive? Do I tend to go passive-aggressive? Do I tend to go aggressive? And what what I'm for is going assertive. And I'm for, you know, just being truthful because, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm for that. And I'm for what is saying in Ephesians 4.25 there. I'm not for speaking falsely. So I'm for being truthful. And now I get to learn how to do that better. Mm-hmm. Todd, I would think that if a person is passive-aggressive towards you, keeping your anger in check is a pretty important piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and I, and I like how you brought up earlier, like, how do we, how do we handle that if, some, if we're, do we call that out in somebody else? And I think it's okay to do that. And, and, you know, and I think I've worked with a lot of couples where the direct spouse gets very frustrated with the indirect answer. Mm-hmm. Kind of what you what you uh, and that one listener that brought their information in, right? So mm-hmm. that a great example. And so if I'm in an indirect communicator and I, I'm telling myself, well, I'm doing it because my spouse is more direct, then I think we're kind of being blamey and uh, instead of just owning our side of the street in Jesus and just coming back with direct communication as well. Not it's not about who's going to get the upper hand and who's going to win the fight. It's just about being honest and clear with each other that we're for each other, we're disagreeing about this issue or whatever the topic at hand is, but we're for each other and we trust each other's intentions. Well, Todd, I don't trust that person that moment. Okay. Okay. Not, well, that does that mean you mistrust the person? Because I don't think either person, because, you know, if we're going to go there, then both people are probably mistrusting each other. And I think that gives a lot of power to things that actually aren't true. What you're in there typically, Bill, is like a, a disagreement about a, parenting issue, an in-law issue, an intimacy issue, a theological issue, or the topic du jour, right? Mm-hmm. But we're still children of God and we're for each other and God's still on the throne. So let's not give too much power to any mistrust. So I think assertive communication is easier if we are being clear, if we trust the process and we know that, you know, our family member or our spouse or a friend is for us and we're for each other, which doesn't mm-hmm. mean we don't have intense disagreements sometimes. Mm-hmm. Todd, is passive-aggressive just a fancy word for sarcasm? Yeah. I mean, it can, that's one form of passive-aggressive is sarcasm. What's in, what are other forms? Because I, I can only think of, like, sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we, you know, we mentioned back, you know, backhanded compliments can be that way. A silent treatment. You know, you hear the word ghosting a lot these days, you know, when I'm, I feel ghosted by that person there. You know, I send them a text and I didn't respond for four days. Why not? Right. So, and I would offer like as a believer, I just think, you think of any communication that you're in with somebody, whether it's a person of faith or not. I mean, especially in my opinion, with a person that isn't of faith, like how am I modeling, like not ghosting, not being, using the silent treatment, not being backhanded in compliments, being honest, being for them, walking alongside them. You know, sharing something that's difficult, but being invitational, not interrogative, but really watching if I'm holding against 
and I'm just going to kind of say it nicely. <laughs> so if I'm holding something against the other person, I am better off just saying, you know, I'm just frustrated with what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you're better off kind of being honest and clear about that than holding against and avoiding. Yeah. It seems, Todd, that if you use passive-aggressive behavior, there is at the core of that some not only insecurity, but maybe a lack of Mm self-esteem. Like, for example, if I say, "Um, sure, I'd love to come watch the World Series tonight at your house because you have a 105-inch screen TV and I just have a 9-inch black and white, so sure, I'll come. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't I? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Am yeah. I just being insecure or am I, what am I, jealous or yeah, and what je- is my motivation? How about I'd love mm. to come watch the game tonight right. at your house. Because we just get to and we're for we the get other. To. We're and friends. We're, and we're for their 105-inch TV or whatever. We're for who they are, right? We're, right. And I know in that moment that I don't want that because jealous. it's a great, great example, Bill, because jealousy, you know, I just did the feeling sheet in my classes too today and jealousy is actually a mad feeling. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the feelings are mad, sad, scared, joyful, powerful, peaceful, and jealousy lands in the mad feeling. So if I'm jealous, it really means I'm mad. I'm like, whoa. And that's why Paul, you know, said in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, hey, love is not, not jealous, mm-hmm. but it's easy to be jealous. Yeah. Todd, is there a way to outsmart a passive-aggressive person? <laughs> you know, that old, that old yeah. you know, judo, judo when someone's com- coming at mm. you, the judo is to use their energy to take them down, right? Yeah. Versus confronting them and, and going right face-to-face, you just use their energy to take them down. Is there a, a, an equivalent in a passive-aggressive kind of behavior? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> it's calling out the the passive-aggressive behavior. Say, you know, it feels like you've been passive-aggressive and it's not working for me. I just want, <laughs> I just want you to be honest. Yeah. You know, I love you, brother. I just want you to be honest. Is that a me. safe environment? May not be. And and then they go, well, well you're just shutting me out. or well, well, No, I'm not being passive. Okay, this, that's just the way it landed for me, but I'm for you and I love you. Just be honest with me. Where are you at? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, we're not, it's not our job to rescue them from their passive aggressive behavior. It's also our job not to like hold that against them for the rest of our lives. So, you know, call it out. And then if they get squishy or avoid or shut down or, or wherever they go with it, just say, hey, I love you. And just be honest with me. Tell me what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. It's a great invitation for direct people to just stay in there. Don't try to... How about stay calm? For sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? And, and I would imagine using your language carefully is important. Yeah, I mean, people were saying in my class today, well, I feel statements. Well, I feel statements are fine. Let's just say, I feel like you're an idiot, right? I mean, you know, so yeah. <laughs> I feel... You were talking to me directly just now, were you? <laughs> That's because right. I would be, feelings right. would be very hurt. Exactly. That was true. So I, I feel this way about this situation. And how about you? I mean, as Jesus followers, we want to just create invitations. We want the gospel to be engaging, even in delicate discussions. We want to be engaging in people that are for the other Mm-hmm. Got a nice comment, Todd. I listener said, I love your show. Thank you so much. Has Todd written any books? He's great. Mm. Have you? Yes. <laughs> Man, no, I know I've the read, answer to that question. Yes, I'm going to let, let you talk yeah, about it. I wrote your a books. book on affairs, wrote a book on how to bring out the best in your spouse, how to bring out the best in your kids. And then the recent one is being right versus being liked. Just some people want to be right. Some people want to be liked. And how do we work through that so we can be for each other? Mm-hmm. And all of your books are available at your website. At the website, yep. ToddMullican.com. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So it is a interesting conversation. I do know that there are a 
like Rosie said, virtually everyone has got a story about being passive-aggressive. You were in Ireland, Rosie, and you had a very funny response when you asked someone if... What what was the question again? (laughs) So my brother and I wanted to go for a run, and we were at an Airbnb, and we asked the, um, the host, you know, where is a good place to run? And she told us, and then she said, run, really? Well, if you must. (laughs) and we both started laughing i mean because what do you do because it's so obvious how she really felt but it was really yeah wow that's the epitome yeah that's high Mm -hmm. level yeah yeah that's high level but that made us laugh it probably made you and your brother laugh too. oh we we laughed a lot yeah Yeah. and then she didn't understand our laughter because when a passive aggressive at least in my experience is trying to land one and it doesn't work Mm -hmm. they're befundled Mm -hmm. right and we just laughed and we're like thank you Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Todd. Thanks for, for thanks for being here. Thanks, Bill, for having me. Yeah, Todd Mulligan has been my guest. And if you uh, missed any of the show, please go to myfaithradio.com. There's an afternoon with Bill show page. You can see all the shows that happened today, and you can go and listen at your leisure. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I love being with you. That wraps up our show for the day and for the week. Thank you for supporting Faith Radio. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.